Hello, hello. Welcome to the Mother Days. I'm one of your hosts, Teresa Palmer. And I'm Sarah Ray Dawson. Hi, daisies. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. Um, you guys, we are doing this on such an interesting day. Um, I actually had my angel reading with uh, Taylor Page today, and she mm-hmm. is who we interviewed, um, you know, at the first of the year. And so she offered me an angel reading. And so I was really excited to sit down with her. And we just did that today, which is crazy. <laughs> And it was amazing because Sarah sent me voice memos. Um, I had like four in a row to listen to this morning as I had just woken up. I was listening to them. I was like, oh my gosh, Mark was laughing next to me because I was getting so excited by everything Sarah was telling me. And he was like, oh, I love you girls so much. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is the best. Anyway, I cannot wait for you to share it with everyone because it was so beautiful and some really profound things were brought up. So do you want to dive in? Well, okay, so I'm going to share some of the stuff that uh, we discussed. But, you know, if you've never had a reading before, um, I'd never even heard of an angel reading. So this is like kind of calling into your um, your guardian angels. And, um, and, you know, a lot of it really feels like if I'm looking at like what I can apply it to in life, it's like almost like you're going into a place of prayer. And if you're religious or grew up mm-hmm. in religion, like you kind of know, like you went to this place of prayer all the time. And, and so, um, it's like going into this place of prayer and it's definitely, um, a beautiful, like feels really beautiful and safe and, um, just very like positive and joyful place. And so, um, I sat down with Taylor and, um, and she just had me do this like little prayer to call into my, um, to my like angels. And Mm -hmm. she said, the first thing that she said was that she really felt this, um, energy of like a, a grandmother or like a great grandmother, because it felt distant, like more distant. And maybe it was like from like a long time ago. And, and so, um, I immediately was like, well, that's my great grandmother. Cause we were really, really mm-hmm. close. Um, and you were talking about that on the podcast. Yeah. And I talked about that on the podcast. And so, uh, but she said that my great grandmother was there and she was holding a baby, which I thought was really amazing and totally made me cry. (laughs) I was like, what? What does that mean? (laughs) Um, What kind of baby? What does baby look like? (laughs) I know. I was like, what? Um, But, you know, she said that like a lot of times that symbolizes, um, you know, that it's like a, a soul that's maybe coming in um, to you. And so she was just like the energy from that was just really, you know, exciting and, and beautiful. And um, she had they had it was funny because my dad was also there. And um, and she said that sometimes that 
the, uh, you know, your like ancestors will answer questions that you have before you even get to ask your angels. And a lot of times that kind of shows them that, hey, we're here and we see and we hear everything that you're asking about. And so before we had done the reading, I had sat there and like written down what it was that I wanted to ask my angels. And before I even got a chance to say it or anything, my dad and my great grandmother were both calling those things out, like the first three mm-hmm. things on my list, which is so crazy. <laughs> and it was so like crazy. Home, family, baby, like things like that, right? Work, like there were things that were already coming out from them that she was relaying to me that I was just like, uh, what? This is the first three things on my list, you know? And oh my um, gosh, which was so cool. But um, one of the things I wanted to share was that she said that my dad was sort of surrounded by music notes. And um, and she said that he sends me signs of music or something like that. She was like, it's like he sends music to you. And that's like a, Mm. a sign. Like there was always music between you. And, and I was like, I know exactly what this means because For multiple days in a row, like a few months ago, I was waking up in the morning with a song in my head. And it was a song that my dad used to sing all the time as like a joke. Like he would, you know, sing the song and it was like a kind of a funny song and it was sort of like a play on things. And um, the song was playing in my head every morning. And I was like, this is so weird. I was like walking through the living room, just like humming the song. And I'm like, why am I humming that song? It's not a song you hear on the radio anymore. Like it's an old song. And so um, then one morning, it just hit me like oh this is from my dad like my dad is putting this I'm having this song because this is from my dad as soon as I said that the song never played in my head again like I never woke up with it in my head it was done so it was like he was sending it to me as like a joke like a funny thing to make me laugh and she said in the reading that um, he likes to do things that are funny to make me laugh and he was a very funny and sarcastic Mm. and like silly person um and then the other thing I wanted to share with you guys because you know so much of the story of my dad and um and when you know I was losing him and everything it, so there was this moment at the end when he wasn't able to speak um and he really struggled to breathe and um She actually said to me, so your dad is showing me his, like, he's pointing to his throat chakra and he's like showing me there's this feeling of like not being able to, um, talk and that there's this pressure on my chest where I can like hardly breathe. And, um, Mm. and she's like, I'm just like really, really struggling to breathe. And there's this time towards the end when it was just such a struggle and, um, and, and I, she's like, let me know if that resonates with you. And I was like, yeah, a hundred percent. Like, that's exactly what it was like when I was sitting with him at the end. And she said, he wants you to know that everything that you said to him and sang to him and communicated to him during that time that you were with him, like he heard all of it. He was totally uh. there and heard it. He just couldn't communicate or um express anything back to me I'm at this point like he wasn't even opening his eyes right and um I basically just sang and talked to him all the way through him crossing um 
mm-hmm. to the other side and like holding his hand and everything. And so it was just kind of like an amazing moment of um, validation of like that time and and hearing mm-hmm. from him what I expected to be true, which was just that um, that he could hear me and um, and that also, you know, I just don't, there's not a lot of people that know like how intense that was right at the very end. And so um, that was just really beautiful that she relayed that. Um, and hold on, I have my little book here. I'm so glad you took notes because I so yes. often... I'm so like present in the reading, but then uh-huh. I'll, I'll forget absolutely everything. I'll leave and I'll be like, wait, what did she say? And I'll be trying to tell Mark <laughs> or because I've had so many of them over the years. And then I'm like, oh my God, I actually totally forget what are all the little important <laughs> details. Well, I, my writing is like chicken scratch. So really it's just like what I could, I can't really listen and write down at the same time as such a bad note taker, but I did write a few things down because I was like, I just really don't want to forget this. And, um, she wrote down that also, there's like, can I just tell you chicken scratch might be the cutest thing I've ever heard you say chicken scratch <laughs> is, that, is that is that a southern thing I don't know maybe that's a southern it must thing. Be. <laughs> I was like a little chicken I was just imagining a little chicken doing a scratch and I'm like is that what I'm writing I mean, that's what like? it looks like <laughs> I mean that's uh, that's definitely like a southern thing I think <laughs> that's, oh, so, that's funny. so cute it's definitely not Australian <laughs> Guys, you know what we always say at the Mother Days, you can't pour from an empty cup. That's why nourishing ourselves with beautiful, healthy meals is so important so that you can fill yourself up and then tend to the needs of everyone else in your family. Eating better is easy with Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals, and there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled and feeling good all day long. You have over 35 different options to choose from every single week so you never get bored with the food choices. And you know how crazy it is during the week trying to like prep meals and you got to run the kids to their different games and like after school activities. Well, the cool thing about Factor is they have these two-minute meals so they're ready to serve, heat up whenever that you need to. They have everything from like pancakes, smoothies, a wide variety of easy options for breakfast, midday buys, whatever it is that you need to do to like make it fit for your family. There's no prepping. There's no cooking or cleanup needed. Um, It's very flexible for your schedule. And you know that I love a coupon. Like I love saving money. Well, they have this sign up and save and they've done the math. So factor is way less expensive than takeout food. And every meal is dietitian approved and nutritious and delicious. So guys, head to factormeals.com slash motherdays50 and use code motherdays50 to get 50% off. That's days with a Z-E. That's code motherdays50 at factormeals.com slash motherdays50 to get 50% off. Yeah. We all know how busy life gets being a parent and it really doesn't leave a whole lot of room for other things like logistics and finances. But did you know how much cash back you're leaving on the table settling for the wrong credit card? Check this out, okay? So imagine earning up to 5% cash back on your groceries for the next 30 years. (laughs) I mean... 
think of all the cash back that you would get on boxes of pasta. I mean, that's what Esme loves or uh, bags of chips. Me, I love that. Well, NerdWallet helps everyone make smarter financial decisions today that future you will thank you for. With NerdWallet, you won't regret missing out on rewards. This was such a game changer for me. NerdWallet lets you compare smart cashback credit cards side by side to make the most of your everyday spending. So what could future you do with more cashback? I could think of a few things. How about a getaway with your girlfriends or a nice little weekend with your partner? Or how about a spa day with some hot stones? <laughs> Whatever it is, make it happen with a smarter cashback credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, so, okay, so a couple other things before we move on, because I just thought it was like really cool, really special. Um, She asked me if, well, she had, there was a lot of things that my dad wanted to relay to me. So he like said a few things, which, um, which I just thought was so cool that he came through first, you know, with my great grandmother, but he was like, wanting me to know that if there's like a tree that I'm connected to, if there's like a tree that's special or sacred um, in my backyard or like near me or whatever, like that's a place where we can really connect with each other. Um, Uh. And she said just to go to that tree and, um, and then, and then he will be there with you. And, um, and then she also said that my spirit got, or not my spirit guides, but my angels said uh, that my animal is a butterfly and it has a lot to do with mm. just like my time and purpose and, you know, like season of life on this earth, but that I'm in this stage right now of like expansion and growth and that a butterfly symbolizes so much of that. And so she wanted me to know that. And then my dad said to me that he's leaving me feathers and wants me to see the sign of feathers because he's been leaving them for me and wants me to see them. Right. Which I also, you guys know how much I love the book signs. Can I tell you one thing about that? What? Yes. Well, because of, remember you said your dad's sign, it was the red thread, right? And I saw that crazy red thread in the shower and I was like, Sarah, I had the red thread in the shower and then I saw a red thread through my white cotton top. Yes. For what, for some reason there was just a red thread in there. And I was like, Sarah, that's so crazy. I feel like your dad's coming through me to you as well. This morning when I was listening to your message, I didn't tell you this yet. Um, <laughs> you said feathers and about, 30 seconds later, a feather 
flew in front of me in my room here. It must have been a feather that's come out of one of the pillows or something. In the beam of light, I just oh saw this gosh. little feather like floating around and I was like, oh, my God, Mark, that's a feather. And he was laughing at me. But I was like, wait, did this just happen again? Is Because I didn't know your dad. And I'm like, oh, my God, as you're telling me about the oh feather, like gosh. right after this feather just like floats in front of me randomly, just floats in the air that like must have come out of the quilt or something because I was sitting here in the bed. Anyway, that was so random and I haven't told you I that yet. It. No, I love that. It's so cool. Um, yes. Yeah, this the I looked back at the beginning of my journal when I had written down the red thread. And it's something that I had asked for my entire team of light, like that would just be my like, I wanted a sign for them to know that the connection was happening. So that's when I started getting the red thread was like through that mm -hmm. connection. And so she said that you can get so many different signs. Um, and that you're like the ancestors and your guys on the other side will be sending you signs all the time. And that's what Lauralyn Jackson says too, which is just so cool. And Sarah <laughs> is about to have an amazing experience with Lauralyn Jackson that me and Beati got oh her gosh. for her birthday, which is how to unlock your psychic self. So she gets to be in That's person right. with Lauralyn Jackson. If anyone is in Los <laughs> Angeles, um, at That's the end right. of January, you'll see Sarah there. <laughs> um, but that'll be so fun. She'll come back like a full-blown witch. She'll have to teach her ways to us all. I know. Like all of the woo-woo, I mean, you guys are asking for more spiritual talk. So we're obviously very spiritual heavy at the beginning of, the, of this year. Um, <laughs> but what's interesting is that my like angel guides actually said that that is what's going to like continue to grow. The mother days is through this like connection and intuition and spirituality to all of this stuff that we're sort of tapping into with each other now, um, which is so cool. Um, um, oh, and just one other thing, but I think is just such a cool thing for everybody. But um, she said that they're telling me to continue to lean into love because it only makes you more magnetic. So uh -huh. the love in your life, the love in your family, but for everything else that I was asking about with work and like, you know, any sort of like materialistic thing outside of just like the normal things that in my life that I love and I'm grateful for. She was like, you just keep leaning into love and what lights you up that joyful place in your home and, you know, your friendships. And that, that is what it is going to make everything else happen in your life. Like that is going to make it all you more, so much more magnetic, um, which is just so cool. And, um, and that's it. So I don't know, you guys, I mean, some people oh. think this stuff is crazy and I just like get so excited and I got really emotional and I was like so excited to be able to because I talk to my great grandmother sometimes and um it's so cool even like as a six five six-year-old kid to be so connected to someone that like however many years later she's still there on the other side like looking out for me and you know holding my babies before they come earth side and all of those mm. things so oh my god anyway so special that's such a good 
segue into the story that I wanted to share, um, which was I had a pretty profound experience as well, even though I've not had my angel reading yet. I was meant to have it this week, but it looks (laughs) like it's going to be postponed because I've got work now. But um, so... (laughs) The other night, um, so I've had three weeks off, obviously, over Christmas. And uh, this week, I have started back up at work. And so it was Sunday night, the night before my first day back. And I have obviously haven't been there for a while. And, you know, the last time I was at work, I had a really emotional day. I don't know if I ended up talking about that. But had a really hard day at work and I was really sensitive because I was editing the podcast that Sarah and I did. Um, I was giving notes on that podcast. Yes. It was a pregnancy loss episode. The so I was feeling, work, yes. <laughs> yeah, I was feeling like a lot of big feelings because I was watching it and I was mm-hmm. in my trailer, like really emotional. And it was also my son's birthday and I just had some mum guilt because I didn't get to be there with him and um, and I knew I was seeing him later that night, but I just wish I could have spent the full birthday with him. And I was just already sensitive. And then this thing happened at work and I just cried in front of everyone, which is so unlike me. Um, and that was kind of the last couple of days that I had at work. So I guess I was coming into work feeling a bit anxious, like, oh my God, it was a bit weird last time I left and mm. I was feeling a bit insecure and all these things. Um, and I just had anxiety. I was just up yeah. and Mark was lying next to me and the whole house was asleep. And this is when I start to feel like <gasps> that feeling of like, oh my gosh, I can't sleep. Why can't I sleep? And we, that day, Sarah and I had actually recorded the episode that's coming out, which will have already come out by the time this is out, um, where we were talking about when you have anxiety at nighttime and you're feeling overwhelmed, like just dumping it all out, just chucking it down in a journal, getting those big feelings out of your body like a purge. And so I was reminding myself of that as I was trying to fall asleep. Mark was the loudest, like a freight train, like (laughs) next to me, just the (laughs) loudest (laughs) snoring. (laughs) And usually, usually I can roll him over and I I will boot him really hard and roll him over to the side. You kick him. You kick him in the bed. I literally kick him and I wake him up and I'm like, roll over. You are so loud. And he he thinks he doesn't snore. So I've now resorted to recording him. (laughs) I record him and I'm like, what's this then? Did I, did I just get this off the internet? Did I just Google extremely loud snoring? Like, no. Can he not believe it? He just was like, I'd, I would know if I snore. I was like, Stop. how would you know? You're asleep. How would you know? He was like, I would be able to hear it. I like, when you wake up, you would hear a no. snore. And I was like, that's not how it works. You're allowed snore. I'm sorry, but that's just the way it is. He's like, my throat would be sore in the morning. <laughs> I know. He was like, he just still denies it. I'm like, this is just ridiculous. Anyway, so I kick him, oh I gosh. kick him and I wake him up. And I'm like, just so you know, I've had no sleep. And he was like, uh huh, like rolls over to the side, still snores, <laughs> still snoring on the side. That's oh usually God. how we stop it, but nope, still going for it. I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. That's so anyway, worse. so I'm 
digging my earplugs in as far as it can go, like literally right down to the eardrum, like pushing them so far into my ears. (laughs) I'm like, okay, somehow I'm going to find relief. I'm going to get to sleep. And I'm just like in my head, like nobody likes me. Everybody hates me. Like just going through the dumbest shit. Um, like, just like, will it be weird at work? Will I, am I even good? Am I a good actress? Maybe I'm a bad actress. Like just sort of all this dumb shit. Right. And it just is always more vulnerable at nighttime when you're the only one awake. So I was like, okay, I'll write in my journal. And I just like did verbal diarrhea, just wrote some stuff out. And I was like, oh, I'm feeling better. And then as I was like settling back in and trying to listen to my breath, I just decided, oh, I'm going to. I'm just going to pray to my Nana. And this is the woman that I talked about during mm-hmm. that episode with Taylor Page, how I've been feeling her a lot lately. And so I was like, because oh, I don't generally pray. Um, I used to be like, dear God, like in the name of the Father, Son, dear God, blah, blah, blah. When I was younger, that's how I would pray. But I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm just going to talk to her because Taylor Page said, that they listen to you and they can hear you. Your past loved ones can hear you. So I'm just going to say it. And I'm like, dear Ooh. Nana, I love you so much. I miss you so much. I've been thinking about you. I've been feeling you around me. And the thing that really hurts my heart the very most is that you have not had the opportunity to enjoy my children and get to know them and just see the way they are and interact with them and you know, I know that you brought them to me though. And I'm so grateful. And it's the number one thing we would talk Mm. about when we were together was having a big family. My Nana had eight kids and she would always say like the greatest gift in life is being a mother and you're going to have so many kids. And it was the thing that we bonded over. So I was talking to her like this and I was like, I love you so much, Nana. And I just really have been missing you. And that was it. Mm. And then straight after I said that, I fell straight to sleep, which is great. So in the morning, I wake up at like 8 a.m., which is a nice sleep in for us. I'm like up at 8. And I was like, and I immediately remembered the dream that I just woke up from. I literally woke up out of the dream and then said to Mark, the most amazing thing just happened. And then I burst into tears and he was like, what? And I was like, I need to write it down before I forget. I'm writing it down. Hang on one second and then I'll tell you. So then I just wrote everything down that I remembered from this dream. And I just went, again, verbal diarrhea, but from the dream, remembering all these little details so that I wouldn't forget. And then I told Mark what happened. So the dream I was having was um, actually earlier in that day, um, the girl who's helping us with our children right now while I work, and she said that she bumped into this guy that I follow online and he's um I guess he was on The Bachelor or something, but I follow him because um, okay. I was on a podcast that his wife does. And... um so she, she had interviewed me for this podcast. And so I follow her on Instagram. She's really funny. And I repost some of her little skits that she does with her husband. They're a really cute couple and they got two girls. Anyway, 
So she told me that earlier in the day. So I'm guessing this is why I was dreaming that I was at their house. So in the dream, I'm at (laughs) this couple's house. Like, I don't know them that well. I just have met them through Instagram and I was on her podcast. But anyway, so I'm randomly at their house, like in Bondi. I don't even know if they live in Bondi, but according to my dream, we were in Bondi at their house. It was me and Mark and all of our kids and our kids were in their lounge room watching a movie with their kids. Um, I was in the other room chatting to them. I think I was in a bedroom chatting to this couple and Mark was there and um, and they had to get going. So it was time to leave this house in my dream. And I was like, all right, Mark, like we should go. We should let them. They need to get ready to leave. So um, let's like get the kids together and we'll go. Mark's like, okay. So, um, and I'd been talking to the mom about how cute her daughter was. I guess maybe in the dream I had, just been watching her daughter for an hour or something and I was saying like oh she's so beautiful and so connected and blah 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 so we're having this conversation I'm like all right right ready to go so I walk out of the bedroom into the lounge room to go and get our kids packed up and ready to leave and I walk straight into the lounge room and I stop dead in my tracks and my nana is sitting on the couch in the middle of my children. My children are all around her and she's looking Mm. right at me in the eye. So I walk in and she's just laser beam focused at me, her eyes sparkling and there's this buzz, this bright, like this light emanating from Mm. her and I've never seen her look more beautiful. Her hair was a little bit longer than it usually is and it was this silvery colour, like perfectly blow-dried into this little bob, which I have not seen in years on her. Um, She passed (laughs) away when I was 24 and she was also like really voluptuous, like really like her nice beautiful because I used to remember like cuddling into her big bosoms she had really big bosies she used to call them her bosies and I would snuggle into her big bosies and she had this you know she was just like a bigger lady and it made her more cuddly and in this Mm. like thing where I'm looking at her she's more full and voluptuous because I think the older she got she got more frail and she lost a lot of weight and she just was looking obviously Mm. more elderly but she was like in full bloom and just radiating love and she was looking at me and I like stopped and it was almost like suddenly I was not in the dream but I know I was still it was like a lucid dream and I was looking at her Mm. and she said hello darling in her voice her exact voice oh my god right at me and I was like oh my god and I slowly started walking to her and I was like Nana and I just like wrapped my arms around her and I snuggled into her and the kids were hugging us and I nuzzled in to make sure it was her to smell her perfume that she used to always wear and it was the exact same perfume and she was wearing this Mm. outfit that I don't consciously remember her wearing or I hadn't until the dream that I'm in this dream and she's wearing this like beige blouse with these brown flowers on it and this really gorgeous little dusty pink cashmere sweater over the top with the little um, beige blouse collars like poking out and this brooch this like pearl brooch that she used to always wear and I immediately remembered the outfit I was like 
she would wear this. And I used to always comment on how beautiful the pink looked on her. So she's wearing the same outfit that I remember and she's looking her most beautiful self. And then I give her this hug and I'm smelling her and it was so comforting. Um, she telepathically says to me, I'm always with you. I'm here. I'm always with you. And I wake up and that's when I wake up. And I was like, I had four goosebumps. And then I started crying and telling Mark this story. And I was like, I just had my Nana with me. She just came to visit me. And Taylor Page had said, you will know it's them because it will only be love. It will only feel positive. Mm -hmm. It'll be a direct message from them if it feels like love. And it, I have not felt that level of healing and that connection from my Nana since she passed. And I just knew without a shadow of a doubt, she came to me because I had prayed to her that night. And she also came to me in a way that showed me that I am with your children. I'm with your children every day. I see them. I experience them. I'm not missing out on them because that's how she decided to come to me in this dream is surrounding her great grandchildren. With them, which is like what I said in my prayer to her was like, that's the thing that like breaks my heart the most. So it was so beautiful. And then the kids came in as I was crying and Bodhi was like, what's wrong? And I was like, no, the most amazing thing just happened. I told them all the story and then poet got my phone and started recording me and was like, so mom, tell me about the story again about how I saw my Nana. And I was so, there's this really funny little four minute video where like, I'm trying to stay in the frame of the video. Cause she's like pointing it further oh down. So I'm like trying to duck down to stay in the frame. Like while saying this story, there's a wobbly. And the, the kids have told so many friends like, Oh, my, my mom's Nana, our great nana came to her in a dream my mum saw her the ghost of nana and I was like wow anyway so it was such a beautiful Uh, and Mark um so eloquently put it he was like if you're ever looking for validation that these things exist mm -hmm. that these things are real like those sorts of moments in your life are such good beautiful reminders that there's just so much magic in the world and that we can lean into those things and feel comforted by them and, you know, ask and it is given. Honestly, it was so beautiful. So that was my woo-woo experience and perfect timing, the top of the year. And and she gave me that confidence to go to work the next day and just be like, and I had the best day yeah. at work. I had such an amazing day. I was connected with everyone. We were laughing. I felt great about the scenes. I I loved seeing everyone again. I was like, oh, this feels like home. Perfect. So yes. anyway, that was yes. my little experience. Oh, wow. That is so amazing. And I think like as you were you know, sort of saying that, like what Mark was saying at the end there, it just kind of came into my mind that, um, you know, it's so awesome to have, um, those moments in our lives where we can kind of feel 
that connection to the other side or to our ancestors or to our angels or to our loved ones or, you know, whatever it is, because there is so much that goes on in, in life, you know, like if you're talking about loss or, um, hardships or like pregnancy loss or, you know, just like that anticipation of like, am I going to get pregnant or, um, you know, when is the right time? And like all of these things that come up, it's like, you know, it really is so beautiful when you have those validating moments that kind of show you that it's just, there's just so much more than we really understand. And if you can find Mm -hmm. a way to connect, if you can write it down or just like what you did, where you prayed to your Nana and then you had this amazing, profound experience. I think it's just really beautiful. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think sometimes it can feel a little like silly, you know, like silly Mm -hmm. to, you're like, I don't know. Does this feel silly? I'm like just out loud talking to my dad or like, (laughs) you know, whatever it is. (laughs) And, um, yeah, whatever that is, that is it ego or, um, just being human, like let that go and just really trying Mm -hmm. to like get into it, into your body and connect to that. So anyway, I love that you shared that experience. It's such a beautiful thing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, I wanted to ask you, Sarah, how does it feel to have been through the pregnancy loss to have felt that elation that excitement and sort of planning how like the next nine months of your life is going to look how how are you not becoming fixated on the timing have you been able to free yourself from knowing the outcome the specific timing and you're just being present and allowing it to unfold or do you still have wobbles where you're like, I just want to know when? I think that's such a great question. And I will say that, um, it was really nice that we kind of stepped into the relaxing holiday season after all of that. Um, you know, I had this, uh, pregnancy loss that started on Thanksgiving day and, um, And then, you know, through December, um, I had another cycle and I got to like track my cycle and everything just to see like, how's my body working? Am I going to have another period after like, you know, that part is just, you're kind of curious, like how sometimes it could take people four weeks, six weeks. I don't know. Like, it's just an interesting process. And my doctor was like, just be aware of your body and like your cycle and everything. And don't try right away. Like, wait, you know, Mm -hmm. wait another cycle. And then if you want to start trying again, you can. Um, but what was interesting is that I think the last time that I had a pregnancy loss, I did find myself feeling like that anxiousness of like, okay, like I really got to get through this cycle and then, all right, I'm going to count down the days and like, you know, just really like prepping myself for the next time to try. And, um, Mm. in this process, I found myself starting to do that again. And then, um, and then I reminded myself like, a really important part of this is self-care during this time and healing. And so I, took my focus and I just put it back towards that, which was a healing time. Mm -hmm. And so it was like nourishing my body, 
being restful, um, not overdoing anything when the holidays got hectic and everything with like school and all the stuff. I just allowed myself to like pull back a little bit and I just didn't overdo anything. I didn't say yes to things that didn't feel right. And, um, I just like kept putting me and the family like first and just kept Mm -hmm. saying like, no, I'm not going to that. No, that's not going to happen. No, that doesn't feel good. Tonight I'm going to stay in. I'm going to go to bed at 730, like whatever it is, you know, I just kept like nourishing that part of myself. And, um, it, it didn't come up for me, the feelings of like anxiousness of like, okay, I can't wait for this to happen. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I started to feel when the next cycle came, um, I started to feel like, okay, like (laughs) timing wise, it's coming at like a crazy time because there was like a lot of travel going on and whatever. So timing wise, I was like, if it happens this time around, it's a miracle. (laughs) But if it doesn't, then, you know, that's okay. And I'm not going to stress out about it because, um, you know, like I told you guys before that I've, there's been a few signs that have pointed towards a specific time of year when it's going to, when the baby is like going to come through. And, mm-hmm. um, I'm just kind of like allowing that to sit in my heart because, um, I asked for those signs and they came in a lot of different ways. Um, mm-hmm. and so now I'm just like sitting back and going, okay, like, you know, even today, with this reading with Taylor it's like my dad and my great-grandmother both holding baby and I'm like is that because it's twins or twins (laughs) or is that because (laughs) each one of you (laughs) I was like is that because I didn't say that but I immediately I was thinking like wait a minute (laughs) no but um but it's just like you know it's kind of nice. It's like a similar process in which I guess like I went through with the pregnancy loss, but I'm just not trying to put any pressure on myself. Now, Mm -hmm. four months from now, I could be feeling really differently if I'm still, you know, trying and things are not happening and everything sort of seems like it's all lined up and right. Like I could be in a different place, but right now I feel really good about it. And I think like when you're, taking care of yourself, nourishing yourself, eating well, like, you know, drinking the water you're supposed to drink or like, um, eating the foods or taking the supplements. Like I'm just such a big believer in, uh, needed. And I keep taking their egg quality support and, Mm -hmm. um, things that I know are just like full of amazing antioxidants or like boosting me from the inside, especially at my age, you know, it's not like, my acupuncturist said something really funny. He was like, you know, when you're in your like early twenties, you go out, you get drunk, you have sex on your period and then you're pregnant. (laughs) He's like, it's really different when you're older. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, no joke. I mean, you're like, wait, I didn't, I only, I thought I was still bleeding when I had, (laughs) when I had sex and now I'm pregnant. Um, I've heard so many of those stories where you're like, I had to have one right now. I'm pregnant with that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. With baby at like seven days, you know, post uh, your cycle start date. So anyway, so I just um, I'm so glad you asked that question, because if anybody else is in that position at this time, Mm. I would say like one of the things that's really helped me through this process was taking my focus and shift off of like the timeline, the date, the like all of that and putting it on like 
age gap. Yeah. All of that. Like, I'm just like letting that go and just saying, so nice. I just need to focus on like nourishing, taking care of honoring, like me, Eric, the kids, you know, and just that and knowing that when it's time, it's going to happen, you know, and let one month at a time. That's such a beautiful way to be. I remember when I was trying to get pregnant with my second child, Forrest, which I knew would be a boy because I had like manifested that I wanted two little boys in a row and then two little girls in a row. Anyway, I remember I was that it was the sole focus of my life was having another baby. Mm -hmm. Like that was my whole world was that. Everything else (laughs) was second to the goal of making sure I have a sibling for Bodie. Like that was, and it drove me insane. I mean, I've talked about it before. Like it was not a great period of time in my life because I was living in these, you know, those two-week increments, like two weeks until I can try again, two weeks until like I can test, Mm. two weeks until I can try again, two weeks until I can test. And I was letting every like external thing trigger me which was I would see pregnant women on the street and I'd immediately feel jealous or upset or pregnancy announcements on social media or friends being like oh my god I didn't even try and I'm pregnant oh oops ah." I wasn't even (laughs) trying wow it happened so fast so I had my first go around you know and I'd be like fantastic so happy for you (laughs) but not at all um and then (laughs) I'd, I'd like be muting feeds and just like oh my god but of course it's the only thing that I was googling at the time so like all my algorithms everything was showing me baby stuff all the time so it was really confronting and I know there are people listening right now who are like hello that is me so I guess (laughs) yeah that's okay we see you we see you guys we see you (laughs) um but the advice would be if you can exactly what Sarah's doing like she's living her life she is going about living her life still doing all the same things she was doing and it's like having that be it's a thought it's around you're trying but it isn't the be all and end all your whole world's focus isn't on the timing of this baby it's just the trust and the letting go like this baby will join when this baby's going to be joining our family and maybe that baby wants in right now but maybe the baby's like ah I'm actually gonna wait a couple more months because I want this to happen for my mom before I jump in like maybe there's a work Mm. opportunity or maybe there's something else and there's just like the divine timing of it all um so that's why I was really curious to see if you were dipping into that anxiety realm which I just I spiraled into for a number of months when I was trying to conceive Forrest yeah um and we also have a very good friend of ours a mutual friend of ours going through it at the moment she's been trying to get pregnant and she's been trying to get pregnant for a while and then she's been traveling and but she's got a lot of stress in her life and then She's, I was having mm. her use these ovulation sticks. I was like, use the digital ovulation sticks, um, which I was tell, I told Sarah to use. And every, I always tell everyone to use these like digital flashing, clear mm-hmm. blue, the purple ones. Um, and she was using them. I even did it wrong, by the way. 
I did it wrong. <laughs> I know because I was like, you have to do it the day after you finish your period. Um, and I but, was like, oh, no wonder I only had one flashing day and one solid day. I was like, because oh, it needs great. the data. I totally screwed that one up <laughs> to compare something. I didn't to. know it was yeah, I know. smart. <laughs> anyway, I didn't know it was smart. It's pretty smart. It's pretty cool. But um, she said to me, which I thought was so awesome because I was unable to do this when I was in her position when I was trying to have my second child she said to me uh, a couple of days ago she was like you know what I'm actually just taking a break taking a break from thinking about it from Mm. obsessing about it from using the ovulation sticks because it was like controlling her life and I was like Uh, okay that is so mature that is so mature that is so the right like way forward to just like release the control over the outcome and just sitting in a place of presence and just letting it unfold the way it's meant to unfold so I just thought I'm really proud of her because it took me so long to figure out that that's the way forward do you know and and when I did I got pregnant with Forrest the very next cycle oh my gosh that is amazing. I actually still use the ovulation sticks and apparently wrong sometimes. And um, and then I do test way too early with for the pregnancy tests. Like it's like, like eight six DPR. days sooner. Pretty much. I'm like, st- like testing way too early. Like that happened the last time where I tested and I was like, oh, it's like maybe I have these like days wrong. And I was like, oh, yeah, no. I'm like, wait, did early. you get a positive? And then I did get really early. Mm-hmm. Last time I got a positive on cycle day 22. It's just like, really which is early. how many days past ovulation? That was, uh, I don't remember. I mean, I think I ovulated on day 12. Um, so oh, what? That's, oh, that's not that early. Exactly. 10, oh, 10 DPO, yeah. girl. Oh, that's, well, not, I'm, that's not that early. <laughs> oh, my God. There are people who start testing with FMU at 8 DPO, which is first morning urine at eight days past ovulation. Okay. <laughs> That is when I originally tested, though, and then was that'll like, oh, a I B- think it that'll early. be a BFN. And then, <laughs> and then <laughs> I, got a, um, I got a positive on the day 22 of my cycle. So it was like 10, 10 DPO. B- BF- BPO. B- DPO. No, 10 DPO. <laughs> 10 days past D- ovulation. DPO. I know. <laughs> I was so deep in the fertility forums <laughs> I still I still send my friends I'm like how many DPO are you okay you need to test it in oh at God. nine DPO with your FMU um, or you can do it at like a six hour urine hold and try again and send me the line I did that with my friend who's pregnant right oh. now and I was like it's nine DPO go for it go go girl I know when you're nine DPO I think I'm 10 DPO is it today am I nine DPO today um, no I, I think or you're 10. one two three four five six seven eight nine ten well in a, if you're in Australia you're 10 DPO but you're the so nine, nine so I think you're today. nine I think you're nine so yeah your first morning urine today you would have been out of test <laughs> tomorrow morning FMU <laughs> there you go there you go <laughs> oh my gosh that's so funny I love it oh well God, we'll definitely keep you guys updated obviously I'm being very <laughs> transparent and I, love I um it. you know 
I'm happy to be really transparent on this journey because, um, you know, sharing what I shared before was so, um, it just like was so special how it resonated with everyone. And, um, now we're just in it. Now you guys are just in it with me. Mm. So this is, um, in it. This is what well, I'm doing. You know how I'll many people updated with what I'm taking. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yeah, we'll keep you updated. You're also looking particularly um, beautiful as well. Uh, there's a radiance emanating I? from you. Uh, yeah, your skin you. is glowing. My skin is clearing up, you guys. I had so much um outbreak happening over the last few months I'm sure just with everything that was going on and like my um doctor friend told me that my body was like trying to detox too much because I was in the sauna like Mm. every day and I love being in the heat and he was like (laughs) you're overdoing it um and so I was getting like all the cystic acne and over the holiday was just with like a deep stress and unplug and everything it just kind of like cleared up so it feels really good to not have all that pain around my face I had so much pain here and then my chin and I'm glad that that's gone so thank you for the compliment I appreciate it (laughs) yeah girl anytime Um, that's what I'm here for (laughs) well daisies um thank you for joining us for this part woo woo part uh mother talk today and um if anybody else is going on this journey with me then I can't wait to hear all about it and um and Tez I have to say that um um, you know, there's definitely moments where you, I feel it's not that I don't feel things that come up, but I will say that I can, I can definitely pick out moments of growth. You know how you like see moments of growth in yourself and, um, there's this like Peloton instructor that I love so much and she's pregnant mm. and I do all my um, workouts with her on the Peloton and um, sort of following her journey and her pregnancy. And I was probably about 10 weeks or nine weeks behind her um, when mm. I had my pregnancy lost. And so now I'm continuing to watch her belly grow and everything. And every time I see it, it brings me so much joy. Like every time oh. I do a workout with her, and I see her pregnancy, like her belly and like her doing her workouts and everything. It just makes me smile the whole time. And I just want to, there's so many instructors and I just want to work out with her because I'm like, it just makes me feel, it lights me up. And that's where I can see like growth um, because yes. that might've made me feel like, Oh, like, you know what I mean? Like before years ago, that could have made me feel like triggered. Yeah. And it just doesn't anymore. And Mm. that could be because I've had multiple children. You know, everybody's journey is different. Right. And um, definitely if I had had one child and I was going to two children and I was nervous about, you know, not having sibling, just like what you said, it could be that way. But um, but anyway, I just think it's fun to also and important to like notice those moments of growth that you see in yourself where you're like, okay, I can see where maybe before this would have bothered me and it's not bothering me now. And I got to like, just sort of acknowledge that, you know, and, and say I like, oh, that, it's cool that this is like bringing me joy. So mm. anyway, um, oh, I love that. <laughs> Well, guys, uh, we love you and um, we have some fun guests coming up for you. So um, stay Mm -hmm. tuned and you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. (gasps) Bye, Daisy. Bye.
Bye. <laughs>